Hey, have you been vaccinated yet? <laughs> Ooh, what a weird time. I haven't, but I am doing all right. I hope you are. Welcome to Isolation Reflections, the podcast about songs getting us through isolation. I am your host, JB. Today we talk to Ariella Subar, who is an amazing woman, a creative force, and I talk to her while she sits in her childhood bedroom. I'm so glad you get to hear this conversation. It's been such an interesting and hard year for her, for many of us, but the twists and turns her life has taken and her positive attitude through it is really encouraging. And yeah, I just really loved this. She's had to move. She's had to completely rethink her job. She got a scary diagnosis from the doctor and having to deal with that and finding love in this very strange time. I'm excited for you to hear this story. And I would actually love to hear your feedback on this episode or any episode. Message me on Instagram at says. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know what you think. Let me know what songs are helping you get through. And while on my Instagram, click the link in the bio to also support me on Patreon. I'm launching a Patreon right about now that's connected to this podcast and kind of where it's headed and the changes that are going to happen if you want to kind of know what that is about, as well as some storytelling things and some life coaching. Just basically this last year, I have loved hearing people's stories, investing in people's stories and encouraging them to grow and just how much I have grown from this. And I just would love you to be an even deeper part of this community and of what we're up to. So yeah, check it out at Juicebox Says on Instagram. But I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So here is my interview with Ariella Subar. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, you too. And we have such we have such cute smiles. <laughs> it's true. It's a very smiley. It's very smiley um, conversation so far. So far, it's very smiley. Um, yes. Uh, you you've heard some of the other episodes and like you know I usually like talk about like how I know somebody um we'll we'll breeze by it real fast but I think it's really (laughs) interesting that it's like um that yeah you you had previously like dated someone who like is very close to me and that relationship isn't a thing anymore but our friendship kind of like came out of that and I really am so glad to have you as a friend yeah, it's been really lovely to, like, get to be friends individually um, and, like, especially see that blossom during quarantine, which I feel like is a really hard time yeah. to kind of, like, nourish those kind of friendships. But I feel like that's kind of when we've become um, closer, which has been really, really lovely. Yeah, I think our our circumstances were, like, so different, but we just saw something connecting the two of us. And so we kept checking yeah. on in on each other and be like, how are you now? How are you now? Yeah. I was thinking about it and like I I've asked you to be on a couple times like on the podcast and I was thinking about like in the last year I could have interviewed you at any point because something some interesting turn had happened um but your life your life has just been of constant change during this time of everything changing Yeah, I feel like I was thinking over, I was like, you know, kind of like thinking about this uh, podcast and thinking about 
what we're going to talk about and like realizing that I think I've lived three lives since like March, like since quarantine started, like I can, or four maybe, I don't know, but like so much in my life has changed constantly since the pandemic has started and like really, really dramatic, drastic ways. Yeah. I would say the first thing that like, the first thing of how it affected you um, was just that you were a stage manager and yeah. went away. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was doing this job that literally doesn't exist right now, like at all. Mm. Um, technically, there's like virtual theater and there's ways to do it. But um, I'd grown up doing theater since I was like seven or eight, right? Since I was a baby. And I've done it consistently since I was a kid. And suddenly this thing that had been kind of like a stabilizing force throughout my life and then throughout my career was completely gone for the first time ever, which was a really, really strange thing it was something that I was kind of had a complicated relationship with anyway and was thinking about uh branching out from theater and from stage management career-wise but then it was not a choice anymore right then it was just like overnight gone um I had a couple shows that I had booked that I was really excited about and felt like a really good way to possibly either end my career in stage management or at least put a pause on it for a little while um it felt like a choice that way and it felt deliberate and then suddenly like theater just like went poof Mm-hmm. um really really quickly god it's so weird to think about the beginning part of the pandemic because that was like a really that felt like a heartbreak too right like that felt like right. a really big loss um and feels so far away at this point um yeah yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna help you like review your <laughs> pandemic um, thank you because yeah, it's so much <laughs> well what i was gonna say next was like one of the first things you were the first person that I saw like immediately do something creative, like with this strange time, like, um, and you started the socially distanced photo project and it was just, uh, explain what that was. Yeah, totally. Um, so really early on in the pandemic, um, I don't know, I don't know for you, but I feel like at first this felt really novel and it felt like this, like, kind of short period of time at first that wasn't ever going to happen again um that we were like living through this historical event as opposed to living through what is now like a new normal or you know whatever we want to call it um and I was like wow like all these as separately from the theater I've done a lot of photography and that was the thing that also um is part of my artistic practice and part of how I I don't know kind of feels like a journal a lot of the time um and so when I saw this, what felt like it's like really strange novel historical event happening, I was like, great, like, this is the thing that I get to document, like, this is the thing that I get to um, archive and put down. And so I connected with, I think it ended up being about 70, like, friends and strangers um, on Zoom, and I took their portrait. Um, and it wasn't like a screenshot, it was I was taking kind of a photo of my laptop, um, kind of matching their surroundings to my surroundings and kind of creating this little like set and this little tableau and I did interviews with them um and I think yeah I think it was around 70 um there's people who were in Portland I um interviewed you and took your photo JB which was really fun it was one of the first ones I did too yeah um I was still happy. ended up meeting with people. <laughs> yeah, you were like talking about like yeah it was a, a I want to look back on that interview now um I kind of want to look back on all of them now because I yeah. feel like March pandemic is very in March through like May pandemic is a totally different world than what we're living in now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really amazing project. Um, I kind of found, I ended up pausing it, not really that intentionally. Um, 
but ended up moving to LA um, and starting a new career. And it just kind of lost, I lost time and it lost traction a little bit. Um, but it was a really, really amazing way to like start off the pandemic for me. Um, also a really busy way. I was doing like two to three photo shoots. I stopped working and instead of letting myself have a little break, I ended up doing like two to three photo shoots with people yeah. across the world every day. Um, but it was cool. It was like, I don't know. I haven't gone back through. It's weird. I haven't. I've like looked at the Instagram once or twice, but I have all these archived interviews that I only use a selection of and I haven't gone back through recently at all. And I think it would be a really interesting thing to look back on what people were saying yeah. um, in that beginning portion of the pandemic where it felt very temporary and it felt very, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. it'll literally be a year ago. Like as you right. start to look at it again, it'll like pretty much be a year ago, which is so Right. Strange. There are all those memes that are like, um, me still trying to process last March when like this March, have you seen those? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is, that is definitely where I'm at, where I like don't really understand what has happened in the last year of my life. But I still yeah. do feel like we're at, I don't know. Yeah, the initial trauma of this is definitely still part of it for me. Yeah. Um, so you moved to LA. I did. And, and then you you figured out a way to like use your stage manager skills in a different way um, with a TV production, yeah? Yeah, I did. So yeah, um, I am from LA originally and never thought I'd really live back here. Um, and then was looking for a way to A, theater disappeared um and b was looking for a way to kind of use my theater skills on a bigger scale and i got to work in tv for the first time um and i'm working my way back up i'm just paing um on a couple of like game show slash reality stuff where i was um and it was really really strange it's really strange to like switch careers um after feeling pretty confident of what i was doing yeah. but it's fun it was a lot of fun i felt very fancy and i got to like learn this whole new vocabulary and learn this whole this whole new world that I like had similar skills from I was able to like use my management skills and use my artistic um and the studio that's like like I'm I'm back in my childhood home and the studio that I worked at was like a mile away from where I grew up um that I'd been living next to for the first 18 years of my life and I never like really delved into but got to come back and use this like skill that I've been building up separately from it yeah and play and just play and make things yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> this is just the story of Ari right now <laughs> and then and then um, I know. <laughs> and then and then, and then, and then chapter. yeah well there's like mo there's still more chapters because then you fell in love oh yeah I did that too I thought we were gonna skip to like the like traumatic ending part of what's happening right now in my life but it's I can wait for that one. <laughs> it's not an ending. No, no, no. It's not an ending, but like the like current I know. slash certain, like, yeah, where you're at. Nothing. But um, it's no, important. I fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like met someone um, on Tinder and like completely fell in love with her. And it was, I don't know. It's a, she's amazing. I like really, really love her a lot. Um, and it happened in this like really weird time where I feel like it's so inconvenient to, for multiple reasons in my life, which we will uncover soon. So yeah. inconvenient to be falling in love and to be starting a new relationship, um, right? Like I'm, you know, in this new place and I'm living back in my parents' house. Um, and then I found someone and her name is Mel and she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and we had this like very lovely, quick new partnership. And it was really great. I knew that it was going to be great though. Cause like you sent me a photo of like your first like distance date. 
yeah like, she was in the Sigourney Weaver shirt yeah <laughs> I remember it like I just remember it like getting that picture and, and like what you were saying I was like oh this is this is gonna be good like yeah it's funny we have I have that picture of her from our first date and she took a picture of me um where I look like I'm just looking at her like she is like the biggest snack like it's such a funny picture of me staring at her like it looks like sure. the heart eyes emoji um but no it like it felt I remember walking into that first date and being like oh my life is about to change and I don't quite know in what way but yeah. like something feels really big and really important um and it proved true like I'm gonna can I go on to the next thing yeah it totally kinda, it kind of flows yeah. Yeah. um so I was diagnosed with cancer. I was diagnosed with cancer um, two months or three months into my relationship with Mel, um, which has been a whole set of things, you know, just like a completely really bonkers, really scary situation. Um, and I had this new relationship going into it. Um, and there's so many ways that could have failed. Like there's so many ways that a new relationship shouldn't be set up to take care like I involve a lot of care right now I need a lot of care and I need a lot of help yeah um and I'm not super fun and also the pandemic being immunocompromised during the pandemic um means that there's like no I don't have a lot of freedom to open up my bubble right there's not a lot of things and so I don't know um I see my girlfriend in a fairly new relationship and my family and Mel has been so so good um, at taking care of me in a way that like I never imagined um, I don't know I never imagined I could have a partner that would have that kind of selflessness in terms of my care um, yeah it's she's been really really incredible especially given the circumstances but also in general even before that um, yeah yeah so yeah that's I guess that's the big I don't know. It's been a lot of big things, but it's a lot of big change. And like, yeah. I am so grateful that, yeah, that you have Mel and that like, yeah, that you, cause uh, yeah, dating during the pandemic has been wild for everybody. And I remember the first time, you, cause you guys like had the conversation, like, okay, what's your bubble? What's your thing? Yeah. But thank God, like that you made that connection with her. Yeah. No, I know. But in this time you, yeah. Right. Exactly. She has brought me like a lot of joy and also a lot of care and in a time where I really needed those things. Yeah. Um, and it feels really lucky. Like if I had, if we had, if I had been scrolling on Tinder a couple months later, I wouldn't have been able to like go and meet her, right? Like right. I met her at the exact right time. Um, yeah, and I just feel really, really grateful that it happened in the timing that it did and that she's in my life. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good time to go into the the Anise Mitchell song. Yeah, yeah. yeah sounds good. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to play one of your two songs that you picked. Okay. When I think about dying, I think about children. And when I think about children, I think about you. And when I think about you, For my youth, and when I think of my youth, I think of my freedom. And when I think of my freedom, I feel so lonely. And when I feel lonely, I want you to hold me. 
Us. I listened to it an hour ago, and that's when I cried a bunch <laughs>、uh, instead of right now. But、um, yeah,、uh, I just, yeah, I listened to it again yesterday just to like prep myself, and I was like, oof, this still this song. Yeah, there's something about it.、Um, I listened to it a bunch. I found it like on my Discover Weekly at some point,、um, right around when I was getting diagnosed、um, in December,、um, and listened to it like. Put the repeat button on my Spotify and listen to it again and again, driving in my car like five or six times in a row, and then picked up Mel,、um, and we were going on the way to like one of my early appointments before I was like I think, I think before I was officially diagnosed,、um, but around that time, and I was you know like going between appointments every day,、um, and we played it in the car on the way to like either you know a checkup or something, and I cried and she cried and we all cried and.、Yeah. Um, I don't know. It hits really hard. It's a really, really beautiful. I really love Anais Mitchell a lot,、um, in general. In、um, the song, I don't know. I think it's. I think I would cry about the song anytime, but especially right now. Yeah.、Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm crying. But,、um, yeah. I mean, I just I love sad songs, and like we both like have an affinity for like sad girl songs, and yeah. Like,、um, But yeah, it is so different. Like when, like, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and it's like it's such a. There's no like symbolism in this song. Like it's、yeah. just it's just like straight out there.、Um, yeah. And so it you know and it's. And when you feel like a song is specific, but then like you can like relate to it, like it's. A lot, yeah, and like yeah. I would imagine, like in that time of like you know, driving with Mel, it's like it's. Sometimes, like sharing songs with people, is like the conversation you're not having.、Uh, yeah, and that's I kind of think what this, what this feels like.、Uh, right, because some of that stuff's so, yeah, like it's, it's a lot to say. Yeah, I remember when we were first、um, figuring out what was happening with me in terms of diagnosis.、Um, I kept wanting to talk about about death, and I kept wanting to talk about death, and I, and it was something that we kind of like kept off limits because it, I don't know, jumping to that, is heartbreaking and horrible,、um, yeah. and also is like, is very likely not the case for me, right? Like I, my prognosis is very good,、um, and I think I'm going to be okay, but also we a we didn't know that for a little while,、yeah. um, and b even. Even if it's a ten percent chance, right? It's still like having a number like that is is really really scary.、Um, and I don't know. I feel like, yeah, the song is is so direct.、Um, it's so direct in what it's talking about.、Um, and I, especially at that beginning point when I was still coming to terms with a lot of this, I felt like my, I don't know, 
life and death and youth and all these things were kind of collapsing in on themselves like really really quickly yeah um right i'm like living back in my childhood bedroom but also like thinking about death in this like very very new way um i don't know also just like (laughs) this is kind of a bonkers side story but like part of the conversations they at least they had with me when you're getting diagnosed with cancer is like do you want to have kids someday because we need to talk about that and we need to like make plans for that in terms of your fertility and in terms of stuff like that. And so like really all these points in my life that I never had to think about suddenly were like all happening on top of each other. And this song talks about all of it somehow. Like the song is just, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's such, I can't listen to it. Like I'm not gonna listen to it again for another month because it's like too, <laughs> it's too real. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I'm, Yeah. I listened to it when you first sent it a while ago. I listened to it this morning. So I was like, oh, I need to be not bawling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to be able to talk. Yeah. No. So then you started uh, treatment, started chemo. Um, mm-hmm. And how has that been? I mean, it's not fun. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. So it, it's... <laughs> It's funny because everyone always asks me how I'm doing and like I think because I'm so used to I think part of it is like I don't know I'm so used to being like yeah I'm great I'm fine like that's like even without thinking about it I feel like that's my response to anyone asking how I am even though that's not really true in like a very physical direct sense right now right um weirdly chemo is definitely is much less scary than those first couple of weeks. Like I have, now that I have a diagnosis and a routine and I know what to expect, um, there's a little bit of stability and consistency in it. Um, but also it sucks, but also like it's, it's no fun and I'm sick um, in a way that like I've never been before, right? Like it's like having the flu every other week, um, which just sucks. Um, my, I like had this very dramatic, my hair started to fall out Um, I had like, this is a podcast, but I had very like curly red hair and it felt like it was a very big part of my personality and it like started to fall out. Um, And within like 24 hours, I was like, it has to go. Like I like, I have to, I have to buzz cut it. It like has to happen. Um, Because cancer is devastating in a lot of different ways, but also like looking in the mirror and not recognizing yourself, I wasn't ready for. um, And I wanted to like take back some power in it in some way and then I buzz cut my hair and then like stopped falling out for the most part and now I just have a buzz cut um it's still falling luckily, out luckily it looks really cute I know. yeah thank you <laughs> yeah um it's still gonna still definitely be bald by like the end of the six months of chemo but it's just happening like as slow as possible um which is good but also I don't know it felt like this like very powerful moment uh yeah to take control over this like thing that is out of my control in a lot of ways um yeah so I don't know I don't know how to explain like chemo's going horribly but it's going well right like it's working um but it's also pumping poison into your body every other week for me yeah so how good can it actually for sure and like it's in like it's a it feels like it would be like isolation on top of isolation because like you are sitting in one place for like how long seven hours or so you said Yeah. yeah I for whatever reason my chemo was like abnormally long um it's it's shortening a little bit um I had a pretty good scan recently so they're taking off one of the drugs which is really great um 
and so it's shortening by like half an hour and then once you get past the first couple ones it it shortens because of a variety of boring details um so it's but it's yeah because of covid usually you could have visitors with you in the hospital or in the cancer center or wherever um and i sit there alone and it's I was really scared. I had, Mel was able to come for the first one. You're allowed to have a visitor for the first one. And then after that, um, because of COVID restrictions, you have to go alone. And I was super, super scared wow. and not looking forward to it. And it's okay. Like it, it, it's not fun by any means, but like I have a nurse that I really like, right? I have, I'm starting to feel comfortable. I've been in the same like two little chemo chairs every time. So I feel like it's a surrounding that I, that I know you can postmates to chemo. I've learned, so I like order myself like a grilled cheese to chemo. Jeez, um, yeah, and that's, just, that makes yeah. sense though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm there for so long, and so I sit there with my grilled cheese and I watch some like trash TV usually, um, and I get like poison pumped into me for you know hours yeah. at a time. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good time to do the uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great yeah um we'll we'll play it and then we'll talk about how you found it she gave me the keys to the Cadillac said you can take it if you bring it back soon she gave me the keys to the Cadillac said you can take it if you bring it back recording again <laughs> uh, we just danced uh in our seats and then ari showed me her rainbow butt uh she's wearing some cool jeans right <laughs> um, they're very exciting <laughs> those are so cool um wow good thing this is an audio podcast <laughs> i know exactly um yeah but 10 out of 10 would recommend buying pants that have clouds on the legs and rainbows on the butt yeah um big big mood changer yeah speaking of big mood changer that was such a shift from the last song yes. um it was cool how i was because you were like you're like it doesn't have a lot of meaning to it um what's cool is how you is how you found the song yeah um so you made me a playlist uh, or you started a playlist for me. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was diagnosed and when I posted about it, JB started a collaborative playlist for me, which has been so, so great. Um, and basically, I think you asked um, anyone who was, you know, a friend of mine or whoever to like put two to five, like pick me up songs on there. Um, and I listen to it. I don't know if I've told you this, but like all the time. I listen to it mm-hmm. like most times I'm driving all the time. Um, just because it like... I don't know, it fills up a lot of the weird brain space, I feel like, like the weird emptiness I have when I'm in my car alone or doing whatever. Um, and this song is something that um, a friend of mine put on there. Um, and I love this song so much. It is so fun. There's like not, like, I, again, like there's no like deep meaning behind it, but I play it all the time. I play it probably every time I drive, I listen to it while I cook. 
it's just like a nice pick-me-up song that I got to like encounter for the first time amongst like I don't know this like community gift kind of of other pick-me-up songs which is so I was so glad that I thought to do that because yeah that's um that's what you want to do and like yeah like yeah your friends are saying like you or you don't know what to say when people are like how are you like right but everyone can use a pick-me-up and like you have this big thing happening and it, it was a way for people to like yeah communicate with you encouragements without having to like figure out how to like delve into this conversation of like right. you know um which is cool because it's like yeah it's a group gift from your friends that keeps growing and like yeah uh, it's a and that yeah do we know if that song is it like an actual like oldie or is it like in the style of oldies no so it's in the style it's from like some seattle band um in the last 10 years or so i think um, I don't know a lot about them, but I, cause I, I know that song from them and one others that I, one other that I looked up. Um, but it's fun. And yeah, it feels, it feels, I don't know. There's this drive that I do a lot between um, West Hollywood, uh, where my girlfriend lives and my house. Um, and it's through like this canyon that I really love where a bunch of old like 70s, like Joni Mitchell lived up there and Crosby Stills Nash lived up there and Frank Zappa lived up there. And I always end up playing oldies while I like drive through it because it just feels so fitting. And this one has also made it onto that list, even yeah. though it's kind of a fake oldie. Yeah. Um, but it's the same vibe. Yeah. Um, no, it's just a groove. Yeah. I guess I should say it's she gave me the keys by the dip deliverers, which is there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing a good uh DJ uh <laughs> job here and not saying what it was. But yeah, great. it's it's such a fun one. And like that. You know, and like it is, of course, like the most fun song I've had on the podcast came from a cancer patient. <laughs> of course. That's what we're here for. Um, I like to, yeah, I like to flip the cancer narrative um, yeah. through my song choices. Yeah. Um, no, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about like people definitely don't know what to say when you like are like, oh, haha, I have cancer at 25. Yeah. Um and I think this playlist was a way for people to, people want to help when people are going through a crisis, like for sure. And no one really knows how to do it, especially with something that's like this. Um, and I think this was a way that people could like really concretely like send some love my way. We actually, I had a friend who went through um, something different, but we ended up making making her a playlist as well, like in the mm. style of this one, because we were like, that was something that was really helpful to me. Um, and something that was helpful to people who wanted to show love to me and didn't really know how. Um, and so we ended up making kind of a a mimic one um, oh, for her. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. 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 This whole podcast is like a group playlist that it's been really interesting. Yeah. Because it, yeah, yeah. it's giving us words that we don't know how to say and things. Um, what do you want to point people towards? Or what's the next thing we should do? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have much. Usually I feel like I have some big art project going on that I want to point people to, but I'm not doing much right now. Um, but if they want to add to the playlist for me, um, I'd really, really love that. I don't know if there's a way to link to it. I'm sure there is. Um, it's just yeah. an Ari Pick Me Up playlist. And maybe if you could link to it in like the description or something, I'd love that. I'll put it in the description, um, the Ari's Pick Me Up playlist, and then I'll put it on like my Instagram and stuff in this Perfect. podcast Instagram. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have much else. Um I was trying to think of like a specific charity or a specific place for people to reach out to as well. Um and I don't have anything specific, but I 
I guess as a call in and as a call out to the world, um, I feel like there was a lot of rhetoric um, around the Biden presidency, around like keeping your, holding yourself to the activism you were doing before. And both as a call in to myself and as a call out to the people around me, just check in with yourself if you're actually doing that yeah. um, and see what you can be doing better. Yeah. Yeah. So. We can take like, like a breath for a second, but we have to keep like fighting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm having a really good time taking a breath, but at some point, I guess I also have the cancer excuse, but still, anyway, <laughs> either way. Um, you have the best excuse. Yeah, I have. I have the. I'm going to play the cancer card, but hopefully not for this thing. Um, yeah, because at some point that breath has to end, and we need to also be reevaluating harm that is still happening in our communities, um, locally and on a larger scale too. So, yeah, and that was like, and you know, you did. Yeah, you moved to LA, and everything happened. But that was also like when you when you ended the socially distanced photo project was like activism became such a huge piece of the pandemic and like right, this time yeah. that it felt it did feel like a strange thing and so that the thing that says just like black lives matter uh, was like the last one you posted um, yeah and i don't even know if i at that point i didn't even know if that was going to be the last post but it did feel fitting um mm. that yeah um to start taking up less space on the internet in that way and start putting my efforts toward protest or toward organizing or toward whatever else um so keep it up People have been doing good work. Keep yeah. doing good work. Um, thank you so much, Ari. This was such a yeah. wonderful, like cozy, warm hug of a time. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, thanks for reminding me about the last crazy year of my life because there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And now this is just another, yeah, just another document that next time you want to listen to that song, you can listen to this whole episode and remember like, the document of this time. But um, Sounds good. Keep kicking ass, and I love you. I love you. Oh, Ari, what a great friend to have. And uh, if you see the picture, the, the cover of this episode, it's her on roller skates. As much as her body is going through all this stuff, she also is just, like, taking up a new hobby of roller skating and just putting on all those helmets and everything, but keeping safe, but, you know, having fun. If you want to add to her Ari's pick-me-up playlist... There is a link in the episode description, as well as there's links on my Instagram at Juicebox Says or the podcast Instagram at Isolation Reflections. Also, if you want to check out Ari's early isolation photo project, that is at Social Distance Photo Project on Instagram. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, I'm just really loving this podcast. I'm really loving talking to friends and people I admire and people I've never talked to before about this, such unique experiences. And I really hope that you are doing okay out there. And if you enjoyed this episode and haven't checked out the other ones, I encourage you to do so and give us a follow, give us a review. And there's plenty more things to come. Uh, I hope you're doing good and I'll see you next time. Love you. Thank you.